podcast listeners, and welcome to my Shot of Life podcast with your co-hosts, Stephen and Victor. On this week's episode, we're discussing cheating affairs and how society perpetuates promiscuous behavior. We're touching on the dark arts today, the real deep stuff. Shady business. We'll be sipping on some of the Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey, and later we'll be presenting our recurring segment, Toilet Talk, where this week we're talking about potty promiscuity. Ooh. A little dirty in the bathroom. Yeah. Fitting yeah. with today's topic. It does. In addition, uh, one of our newer segments that we added, I think last week, right? Versus. That's right. Um, we'll have a random topic later on at the end of the episode. It's where a we surprise. Talk about, uh, we'll compare two different things and then we'll debate them, I guess, right? More or less with the subject. Stephen and I are both master debaters. That's potty promiscuity in its in its uh, self, right? Nailed it. All right, guys. Crown Royal down the hatch. Smell it. Aaron, tell me what you think about this. Also, oh, joining yeah. us today, Aaron. <laughs> oh, God. The murderer. Louder. <laughs> How'd you get that nickname, Aaron? I murdered five people. <laughs> Not surprising. So Aaron's drinking hers neat tonight. That's a tough choice because Woo. I can already tell you don't like it. It's a uh, it burns. It burns. I, I'm, I'm I think it's really smooth. With pretty the, pleased. Yeah, yeah, with the eyes. Mm. All right, we'll get into that a little later. So anyway, what do you got for me, Steve? What do I have for you? What are we talking about? We're talking about cheating. Oh, have you ever been cheating on? <sighs> kind of. You were the guy that did the cheating, right? Uh, I have. You are the. You are the butterfly. I have a few stories. I will get into. Okay. At some point. So, and your initial thoughts on cheating? Cheating is wrong. Yeah. By the book, it's wrong, right? Because it can be right. Right. Right? <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I feel like if you're in a committed relationship with someone and you love each other, mm-hmm. ideally, that would be uh, a bad thing if, if the person that you loved cheated on you with someone else. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. I think that's pretty obvious. Pretty simple answer. But now there are circumstances and situations that might lead one to make that decision, right? Yeah. And Aaron, do you have anything? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree that it's a case-by-case thing. So you can have one thing that's on the extreme left, one that's on the extreme right. And I'm not um, talking politics, Aaron. No, I'm not saying <laughs> politics. I'm, I'm saying kidding. that you can okay. have things that are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, you can have someone who consciously decides to cheat just because they can and they want to and they don't care. Mm. Or you can have someone who cheats because they feel like there's no other way out of a relationship. Do you think ultimately so. it boils down to being uncomfortable or unhappy with uh, the person you're with? Do you think that's always what it is? No. I guess it just comes from being in law school. They tell you never to use always or never. That's true. Because it's like... Like There's I bound said, to be an example where something mm-hmm. could deviate from that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I feel like I've, I've read stuff on Reddit where people were talking about how they cheated and it was just because they wanted to sleep with other women but still love the person they were with, which is mm-hmm. devastating to me, yeah. like how you could do that. I think, I mean, society today is a little more accepting of things like open relationships. Obviously, that's not cheating if both parties involved or yeah or kind of agree to the idea that they'll have an open relationship but 
you know, as Aaron mentioned, there's two sides of every of coin the, uh, of the coin. Yeah. Uh, with cheating, uh, you know, not just in relationships where people are married, you know, you have people who are, uh, engaged or just regular boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Could, could have been dating for years. And I mean that to me, just because you're married, I think it all, it comes down to like, if you're, if you've been with a person long enough, you you would have an expectation for your partner to not do something like that because you would imagine that the other person feels the same way that you would feel, right? Right. And like I said, I think it boils down to how long you've been with that person rather than if you're married or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get married after a month of meeting someone. And mm-hmm. so you, I would, I would say you don't really know who that person is after a month. I mean, it's hard to really know who someone is after months, six months, maybe even a year. So it's, it's hard to put a time on that. But uh, I don't even know what I'm getting at now. <laughs> I'm just like, trying to say <laughs> the, that the time the time is more right. Understanding yeah. the person yeah. as opposed to you know just because you're married it doesn't mean that yeah. Because I guess for me the more time you're spending with someone the the more it shows that you are in love with that person. Mm. Um, because you're willing to keep going through if you're going through issues or if you're um, going through good times you know you're still with that person no matter what. So that's that's what it means to me right. And so to hear someone say something when they or when you find out someone has cheated on someone else, I mean, inherently, I imagine that the couple is or was in love at some point, and then now something has deviated where one or both parties has made this happen. Or this is just it doesn't just fall in your lap, you know. You don't just wake up one morning and it's like, oh, I cheated. Yeah. Or I'm going to cheat today. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to cheat today. That, Mm-hmm. happens over time so i'm interested before we get into any details or any stories um i'm interested to get your perspectives there's uh, an individual that i know who was not technically cheated on in my opinion i mean there's levels of cheating i guess you know boyfriend and girlfriend in a relationship boyfriend is texting another woman and mm. uh, never there was no never any physical relations but uh there was what she called emotional cheating and so you know what do you say what's your opinion on that is there levels of cheating emotional physical do they both count does everything count if you like someone's facebook or instagram posts you know what what kind of reaction does your significant other have is it cheating well i have my significant other here <laughs> who me <laughs> Both of my significant others. Aaron's murderer. <laughs> Aaron the murderer. I did not actually murder five people. I murdered a pizza pie. <laughs> Just gonna say that. <laughs> well, if we're going into that kind of detail, I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Get him. That's so. That's so topical. Stay woke. <laughs> Hashtag episode nine. I, I, this is fourteen. I'm talking about the one that you were... Oh. You talk about how much you like cereal. I love cereal. <laughs> okay, so your question was a little bit heavy because it came in a couple different parts. I think it was... If I, if I recall what you just said, it was... Uh, if someone levels likes, of cheating. Levels of cheating. Okay, here we go. Initially, when I think about it, you know, I think my instinct whenever I hear someone cheating, it's like immediately, what has that person done and why do they 
why do they do the other person wrong? But I think when you dig a little bit deeper, especially in a psychological, um, gathering a psychological aspect on why that person might have done something, it's possible that said person was lonely, out of town and lonely, or... They're missing something in the relationship. So, yeah, something they're not the other partner's not giving them enough attention or they're they're both just kind of pushing away from each other and not really I don't know like they're not they're not on the same level they used to be on whenever they maybe were in love now they still mm-hmm. love each other but they're not passionate anymore mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't make it any more or less acceptable. wrong yeah. acceptable I, yeah I mean I would argue that it's you know these two people are in a relationship and they're about as close as people can get. Not, I'm just saying, as an example, you know, two people in a relationship. Yeah. No, no one specific. But you would think that if you're lacking in certain areas, you're not getting the emotional support you want or the physical interactions that you desire, you would think you would have the confidence and ability with this other person that you know, you two love each other and have known each other for such a long time to con- not confront them about it, but to bring it, bring it up. I think know? that's an excellent point, actually, because you do see that a lot. And that's why, uh, I guess, marriage counseling exists is because the two parties can't communicate to each other when they should be able to. I mean, the fact that you married this person is because you were probably in love with them at some point and you mm-hmm. felt comfortable enough to be in your own skin around them all the time. So now you're at a point where you don't feel comfortable around that person because you can't even bring up something that bothers you. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I guess it's good that we have that profession, but I, I think, I think, I think you're 100% right. It should be as easy as I feel like I'm missing something and I want, I want to let you know because there are issues. Mm-hmm. I think you should be able to talk it out. I think the biggest thing with me and Aaron is that we talk about anything. And mm-hmm. if there's ever been a problem with, that we've ever had or small fight, we talked it out before we ever went to bed or it's all about the device. Yeah. The and it's about like addressing it head on too. don't let it fester because then it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I guess getting back to the main point, um, I know we're kind of bringing up that basically we're saying there's kind of like no excuse. I mean, yeah, ultimately there are, but in this case, you know you should be able to work it out so not Mm -hmm. that there's you know never an opportunity for it but with the emotional versus physical you know is it all cheating are there would you rank them as like would you feel more wronged you know someone gets drunk kisses someone else versus your actual you know they, maybe they have some feelings for someone else, like yeah. that emotional level. Which yeah. one is harder to take? Well, I would just say that I think it honestly depends. I'm not saying you'd ever do this, but like if I ever caught Steven texting some other girl and I could tell that he was like interested, I mean, that would hurt. Like I really would not like that, but he also hasn't acted on any like physical impulses at that point. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still would hurt, but I think if you added in that he was doing that in addition to like some kind of like sexual intercourse or whatever, I think that would just make it astronomically worse because it's like everything on top of each other mixing together and it's mm. 
like I have an image in my head and I'm like, yeah, you know, just constantly like imagining this like horrific like nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think there may be different levels, but I also think that if they were to combine, it would just be a full force, like, I don't know, natural disaster, I guess. Yeah. I think, I think you hit like head on with whenever you, whenever you find out that someone's done that to you, like has been talking to someone else and has also acted on it, mm-hmm. then you're thinking of the image and you're like, well, you're comparing yourself to the person they were with. Why, why did they choose that person over me? Or why are they thinking about them more than me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened to our relationship? And you start questioning everything. And that's not good for your psyche at all. Yeah. No. I do think that, I mean, if you were drunk and you kissed someone, it's, it's not like, it's not acceptable in my eyes, but it's also something that you could work out. Mm-hmm. If it's something that if you're if you're texting someone and then you're very into that person while you're dating someone else, that's going to be a little bit more hard to work out just because it seems like that you're very interested in the other party. So mm. it's like, why are we still together if you're with that person? And if you acted on it, that's the absolute worst case scenario, which it's almost impossible to salvage it. Now, how do you how do you think. feel from a truth like a truthfulness perspective? and honesty uh, as part of another you know aspect of my own endeavors right now I am doing a series called never forgetting Sarah Marshall where I attempt to watch forgetting Sarah Marshall every single day how's that going all the the Um, way it's great I love that movie Um, (laughs) changing my name to Kunu 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 Uh, pop up on island time man do less do less less. Um, so you know, not to put too many spoilers out there, but, you know, at one point, uh, what's-his-face's character? The fact that I don't know their names yet is is sad. Um, <laughs> you know Kunu, though. <laughs> yeah, Kunu. <laughs> Stuck in my Mila, head. So Mila Kunis. What's-his-face? Kristen Bell. What's his name? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel's character. Um, you know, he's not in a defined relationship with either Kristen Bell's character or Mila Kunis. And, you know, at one point he is fraternizing with Mila Kunis, thinking he's over Kristen Bell. And uh, Kristen Bell's character has some rough times, and they talk about it. And Kristen Bell tries to get back with uh, Kevin Siegel. <laughs> Jason. Jason Siegel. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. Uh, Jason Siegel's character. And. Uh, Peter. Peter. And, uh, you know, some things happen and he like almost immediately tells me Kunis's character. I mean, they're not even dating. Obviously he clearly likes her and wants to pursue a relationship with her. So he's very forthcoming with the information, but you know, technically they weren't in a relationship, you know, does he have a, an obligation to come clean and, and, you know, say, even though technically that's not cheating, was it cheating at that point you know they're emotionally invested in each other um i think that like disclosing that information again has a lot to do with the circumstances um so i mean i think that if it was an isolated incident and say that they were in a committed relationship let's just like have that hypothetical Mm -hmm. um is he telling her because he honestly truly believes that she should know or is he telling her because he wants to make himself feel better mm-hmm. now i think there's a big difference between the two like if he honestly believes that she should know and that she should 
do what she pleases with that information, break up with him or try and work it out. Um, or versus like, he just feels so guilty that he needs to tell somebody about it and Mm -hmm. to make himself feel better. And I know that he probably wouldn't make himself feel better by saying that, but he's going to try and do whatever he can to make himself feel better. So I think there are two very distinct like rationales behind doing it. And I don't want to say that one's better than the other, but I think there's a big difference between the two. What's your stance on it? I don't know. I also think because they weren't technically dating, I don't really know that he would have an obligation right. to no, tell her. Yeah, I think that's my, uh, my opinion as well. There's no really obligation there. Um, well, when do you, when does it become an obligation? Obligation. I mean, if you're in a committed relationship. Yeah. So by by sitting down and telling someone that you're my girlfriend, you're my boyfriend, then you're committed. Like, you block it down at that point? I mean, if you're in an exclusive relationship. Yeah. If you've had the exclusivity conversation, then yes. Yeah. Shout out to my one cousin that doesn't do that. (laughs) No labels. (laughs) Hashtag no labels. Hashtag summer 2018. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Nice. Uh, Uh, She won't notice it. No one's going to know. No one's going to understand that inside joke. Vic? I mean, what is your stance? Because I feel like you've you've asked us questions about, yeah, um, you know, cheating. What what do you? How do you feel? So, cheating is bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel. I mean, is like, it is it less bad? But when you're younger, I'm because more, you're still experimenting. I'm more of a no judgment zone. So we're gonna get in some nitty gritty details from my past here, uh, and I apologize in advance. We're not gonna use any names. Uh, and I highly doubt... Is this whenever you were Dolphin Lundgren? Yes. <laughs> I highly doubt... <laughs> Don Zimmer. Anyone from... Don Draper. That's it. Uh, Dick Whitman. Dick, <laughs> Dick used to be called Dick Whitman in Dick college. Whitman. Um, that's... Dick that's is this the score? Is this the this score? Is not, this has nothing to do with that. Well, for um, future reference audience, Vic's nickname is Dick Whitman. Dick Whitman. Um... So, no one listens from where I grew up. So, that's good. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, back in the day, to start my career, I guess, I was dating someone back in middle school for quite some time. (laughs) Your career? (laughs) I thought you were talking about work. You're a career cheater. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Not really. Habitual. Not really. Um. So this is like low level. Dated someone in a long time in middle school. Ultimately decided that I liked someone else. Wrote that person a letter that I liked them while I was still dating the other person. Ooh. And the other person obviously found out. And like, so from a level of cheating, like probably not. Just I was uh, immature in a way in relationships to not properly break off a relationship before attempting to start another one. Mm-hmm. So I think that was just, you know, being a youth and not understanding the way the game works. Uh, <laughs> moving. Well, right you're playing along. the game early. Moving right along. My next experience was sometime in high school. I was dating someone. Yeah. That I was dating someone. <laughs> All right. But we did not have a defined relationship. Um, and I did come to find out from... Well, how do you know you were dating her then? 
How does how was that? We went on dates. They went went on on, dates together. We hooked up. Okay, but you weren't dating her then. They were not in a relationship. They were dating. Okay, okay, got you. Okay, I guess that's fair. However, you might define it. It it should be that should be a class in high school. You know, (laughs) some things are gonna don't please don't judge me, people who listen to this podcast. Can't judge you by your past. Yeah, yeah. I was young and dumb, and uh, she ended up. I found out through sources that she was. Uh, also canoodling with Canoodle. another man, <laughs> another young man, and so you know, despite the fact that we were not in a committed relationship, I still felt really terrible inside. So I've seen one side of it there being not technically cheated on, but still, you know, I had these emotional and physical interactions with this person, and they were having emotional, physical interactions with another person as well. So it. It sucked. It hurt. Definitely threw some trust issues in there that I'm um, still in the process of working through years later, <laughs> um, decades later. Um, and then the worst story that I have being being the other man. So I haven't like oh I've heard this. I haven't been in a committed relationship and cheated on a significant other. That's not my mo. I I don't think I would ever do that but being the other man knowing that a girl and a guy were in a relationship and still pursuing the girl getting the girl um even though she continued to date the other guy um so being the cheat i guess for her Mm -hmm. yeah you did accomplice (sighs) yes so i mean i have no issues with that Personally, (laughs) I do not regret it. I guess with that, you don't feel like you're part to blame in that situation. Uh, For encouraging her to cheat? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I I think we can open up that can of worms. I just followed my heart, man. Followed it. Well, you you loved her? I would say I've uh, never done anything more rom-com not even comedy, just like straight up drama romance. What is there a Romantic. drama romance? Dramedy, mm-hmm. dramedy. Yeah, no, no, that's a rom com. Drama comedy, romance, drama, drama. Just the drama is. <laughs> is Isn't the romance just dramatic and yeah I by guess. definition? So whatever you define, <laughs> guiding it as, light. I mean, this girl and I interacted, you know, as friends for a while, and then. It took a crazy series of events that I'm not going to get into detail about. She was actually a man. Not true. Um, <laughs> that I'm not going to get into detail Shut about. <laughs> but ultimately, I drove her. She got drunk out with friends. You know, I stole a car, <laughs> her car, but I stole the keys to her car. Because um, she asked you to. She did ask me to uh, in order to go pick her up along with her friends. So did that, picked her up. And uh, along with her friends, dropped her friends off, and then we parked her car, and then went our separate ways. She went back to her dormitory, and I went back to mine. And about halfway back, I just said to myself, "Ah, shoot!" I used a different word, <laughs> but uh, Stephen's tired of bleeping swear words out. And then I sprinted in the freezing cold to catch up with her before she got to her dorm. Told her how I felt, knowing that she was in a relationship. And she said, well, I'm in a relationship. And I was like, all right, I don't care. 
and uh, after that, things got a little, a little more intense. And I, I, I just feel like you know, I did what I. That sounds like a do. movie scene. It was. Yeah, <laughs> it was so tropey. Aaron, what do you think about being the person who is, who's not really? I guess whenever you're in the situation that you're talking about, Victor, you don't really have much to lose. I had, yeah, I had I mean, nothing you, to lose. You might still like and that girl, and you could lose her, but honestly, you're not in a it, position. At the where time, she had nothing to lose. Like I knew the guy that she was with, she should not have been with, regardless of whether or not she was going to be with me. You know, that wasn't necessarily my end goal, but mm-hmm. you know, to to break them up, like I knew she was not going to be happy for the rest of her life if she. Well, I think that's all right. So that's a good point. If if for whatever reason, say that you were the person who came in and stopped her from being unhappy the rest of her life mm-hmm. by by settling down with this guy, does that make it? Does that make what you did right? I don't think it's. I don't think it's right. I don't. I don't think it's this idea of right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the idea of. I couldn't think of a better term, but yeah, it's it's tough to define. Just. Yeah, I mean, the, I feel justified. I do in in the like way you're, things like you're saving out. this person from making a, a brutal mistake. Right. I'm not like I'm not trying to take credit for it or anything. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, you know, it would have been awesome had we. It took me years after this to like completely get over it. But just because it didn't work out between us, I think you know she is better off for it. Not that she would ever say that or. So do you guys think that it's possible that it's a good decision to cheat or be the cheater, cheat, cheaty, what, cheater, cheaty, cheeto, the instigator? <laughs> yeah, the person, the third party. Um, I don't know. I think it's just really hard to say yes or no. Like, Sometimes. again, it goes back to, yeah. Love is love, man. Yeah, like in Victor's situation, I don't think that that necessarily was bad because like obviously i know who you are and i know that you're a good person and don't think you're a creepo so like in knowing that i don't think that that was necessarily wrong right but But don't you think that it could have been approached a better way where she could have broken up with the guy and then carried out her relationship with victor instead that's that was the plan that's well that was your (laughs) that was your idea right she did lie to me and say she broke up with him and she didn't yeah yeah so you can't help that so yeah the fault is not on you because i mean you you wanted other things so but if you bring it down to let's just say like a skis ball who knows he never wants to be in a relationship but has just this thing to like date girls who are in relationships i think that's like that would be justifiably wrong in my opinion so ideally I think we would all agree that you would want to settle the relationship that you're in first before you would move on to a different relationship. Would, yeah. Would we univer- universally agree with that? Or Ideally, that would be what you would want to yeah, do. Yeah, like in a, in a perfect society, that would be what we should do, right? Mm-hmm. But say that there's like moments in the heat of passion where you might meet someone who you think you're in love with is, is better than the person you're with, and then if you don't take advantage of that situation, then... You may not get this other new person that you found. that, you, And that might be the right choice. It might be the wrong choice. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just throwing out ideas. Mm-hmm. So maybe it could sometimes work out. And that's the reason why like, you got yourself in that situation. Uh, some might call it fate. I don't know if you believe in that sort of thing. Maybe that, that, could, that could be a good excuse for what you did. I don't know. Sure. 
I'm going to die someday. That's, that's <laughs> what was going through my I mind. I might as well do it. <laughs> might <so>. as well. <laughs> uh, leaving cheating and getting into a little bit more serious version of cheating affairs. What do you think about affairs? Like marital affairs? Yes. I guess an affair in itself is just cheating on your your partner, right? Yeah. So a marital affair is what we're getting at, or okay. is what I'm getting at. Okay. What do you think? I'm sure there are levels to this as well. What? You've got yeah, the and same mm-hmm. emotional and physical. You've got levels with, all right, we're, we've been married for so long. We've been married for so long and have kids. Yeah. You know, you've got liabilities there. So a point that we brought up earlier was that being with that person that you're with and the length of time that you're with that person. So for me, what makes it inexcusable is whenever you have kids and then you perform that act. Um, it just shows a lot of irresponsibility and it's, I mean, it is truly to me, it seems like a betrayal to that, to another person's trust and to the fact that you, you told that person that you're going to be with them the rest of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like if you can't break that off before you do what you do, mm-hmm. I'll lose a lot of respect for you. Well, okay, so this discussion, we're assuming these people were in love, and it's not like an arranged marriage or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess... So that puts it a little bit more into I th- perspective. I think of... Yeah, I think of it more of, of like your average marriage, I would say. Whenever I think of marriage... I think of two people who fall in love and then they date for a while and then they realize that they want to be together hopefully forever or, you know, whatever. That's the reason why you're getting married, right? You're not getting married just to have a piece real of paper quick, signed. Real quick sidestep uh, while we're on the topic of marriage. I am now an ordained minister. <laughs> so if anybody out there email is us getting married anytime soon. My shot of life. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. He accepts payments in the form of cereal. True. So. Boxes and boxes <laughs> of cereal. Or, or Dogecoin. Bitcoin, please. So when I think of marriage, I think of two people who have been together for a while and have been dating and then eventually got married. And they got married because they truly love one another. Not because they want to get have tax savings or because one person needs a green card or needs to become a citizen of the United States or whatever country. Because... One party truly loves another party, which is, I thought, was the reason why people got married. All I thought about when I was a kid and I see people get married, I was like, oh, they truly must, you know, like being around one another a lot. Not just having sex with each other so much that you're like, oh, yeah, I could spend my the rest of my days with this person because we have the best sex. Like, that's a terrible example. Mm-hmm. So what, I, what I'm getting at is just that I think of, Someone cheating on someone else, I assume that they betrayed the other person. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I do believe that there's a difference in, in it being a one-time incident, which still bad thing. Yes. And then something that continues to go, like weekly, monthly, daily, whatever it is, that's, that is leaps and bounds worse. It's it. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like there is base level, which is like not cheating, and then like you're going up a notch, mm-hmm. like, and then you're exploding if you're just if you keep doing mm-hmm. it. So I think, f- at least from my past experiences, uh, I, and I've told people this before, that I've kind of lost the ability to judge mm-hmm. others in these situations because I mean, while I have not. 
gone out of my way too cheap on someone. I have been involved in relationships, you know, mm-hmm. as the person who the other person is cheating with. It's it's tough to pass any sort of judgment from from my perspective on other people who are uh, cheating because, as I said, you know, all I, I was just following my heart. I was just doing, you know what my feelings told me to do so regardless of whether or not the person is cheating or is the other party involved the third party um you know if if they're following their hearts i guess that's i mean i'm not giving them a pass well, because it's still wrong yeah but well what like, happens to i the, understand it a little better what happens to the person that gets cheated on like their feelings yeah. I mean, it's miserable. Uh, so, yeah. like, yeah. there's no way. To, it's not fair. Yeah. But they, yeah, they'll feel miserable. But so, I have a personal experience. I did not cheat, but I know someone who did. And this person is like a one of my biggest role models. And um, when I was told the story by this person, I think their fear was that I was going to see them in a different light. And I didn't at all um, because I know who the other party was and I had heard stories of what their relationship was like and when I caught wind of the whole entire story of what happened I I just feel like I can't pass any judgment because I don't know if I would have handled the situation any differently myself so until you're in that situation I think it's really hard to say this is right this is wrong that's just the way that it is I think that until you live it, you honestly do not know. And when I was in high school, I was in a really terrible relationship and I was like terrified to express any kind of emotions toward this boyfriend because there was no telling what he was going to do. And um, so there were times where it like crossed my mind, like what would happen if I did cheat? I never did because I was too scared to, but... So you were like, fearful to even be with the person? Yeah, so... In that situation, it's like, I mean, that's another circumstance that you can be in. But the thought crossed my mind, like, what would happen? Would I go through with it? And, At yeah, so. Point, you're looking for a way out of the relationship yeah. in any way. And, you know, that consideration can go one of two ways. You know, it can go well for you in that if you would cheat, uh, just justifiably isn't the right word, but, you know, to get out of the relationship that you're in and he would hear you would cheat on him and then break up with you. Yeah. The other direction obviously is a little more scary and unfortunate is if mm-hmm. catches wind of the cheating and, and then there's, he just would go yeah, on a and then react tirade. Like it yes. would be, Ooh, God. So anyways, my point was that, I think that oftentimes people just jump to conclusions and I've done it myself where I hear a story and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that person did that. But you don't know unless you're in their shoes Mm -hmm. facing the same situation. So I think it's a good point to make that someone's actions at a given point in their life doesn't necessarily define who they are as a person. Just as we were talking about you, Victor, earlier, we know what you did. (laughs) (laughs) no i mean you just you were talking about how you were with that girl i mean even though you knew what 
the relationship she was in, it doesn't define you as an individual right now. Yeah. Like it, if anything, it helps you develop as a better person in as you grow older. Yeah. Because you're learning from your mistakes. Um, so I think you can recover from it, but in the present, it is very, it's a rough thing to put someone through. So with like the recovery process, we'll call it, you know, you live, you learn kind of thing. You experience these, uh, incidences and you learn from them. Yep. Do you think the recovery process is hindered at all by modern society? The impact of the television shows, both fiction Mm -hmm. and nonfiction, where this kind of stuff is depicted and glorified in a sense where you know people people are just following their heart they're cheating they are you know i realize i said earlier you know i just followed my heart yeah i I get it you even but it's it's not even that sometimes sometimes it's just purely physical just like Mm -hmm. yeah you know they want to have sex with another person ball yeah (laughs) well i think you even said it earlier that your actions were defined as a rom-com or just a, a regular movie like a romance movie yeah because that was what it was is that i'm gonna go out and get the keys for you and then i'm gonna come pick you up and do all this stuff and it's stuff that you would see in a movie where the guy goes above and beyond to get this girl that he's in love with or likes and then it doesn't work out or it does work out or you know whatever the case is so i yeah i, I think that entertainment influences us uh advertisement does too everything's over sexualized and so people are more promiscuous now than well i don't even know if they're more now than ever i i really don't know if that's true more out in the open now it is Mm -hmm. more out in the open for sure uh i do think that tinder and bumble and those things have helped create more of a sexualized culture for younger people and may have prolonged or pushed back people getting married at a younger age. Mm. So that's gonna they're gonna get married in their late twenties now, maybe in their thirties. These applications are contributing to I guess people getting experiences, learning what they like, and then hopefully allowing them to make a good decision later down later on down the road. What so did, I'm not against that. What did it oh, an introductory application as opposed as opposed to a dating application is what Aziz referred to them as uh, in his book, Modern Romance. Not a sponsor. They, Great read. He talked about getting an application where you would just talk to someone, but not in a dating like way. Like Bumble and Tinder and stuff. It's not like actual dating. Like people don't necessarily date from them. I realize you guys met on an app and started dating and are here now. But um, like for the most part, it's just a tool to introduce one person to another person. And that's... So, so you're saying the difference would be between an introductory app and a dating app would be Match.com versus Tinder? Yeah. Like, okay. Like Tinder is more introductory and like as the people know, it's more of a hookup app than yeah. it is. And so you meet these person, you're introduced to them. What you, would you call Craigslist? You biggity biggity bang and then you go home. <laughs> It's Craigslist fall between the the gray lines. <laughs> yeah, there. It's somewhere in somewhere in the between. I don't know. I feel like uh, whatever's on there is a little bit nasty. nasty. Sexual encounters. Speaking of nasty. Wait, people meet each other like for that purpose on oh, Craigslist. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> Speaking of nasty Ooh. sexual encounters, let's talk about potty promiscuity. <laughs> Have Ready? you ever done it in the toilet? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Wait, are you going to do like a poop noise? Toilet talk Brought to you by Toilet condoms What? It's the condom for your toilet Poop in Pull out Steve got the clap It can't be beat He got it from the back of a toilet seat I feel like you totally recycled that from something Totally did (laughs) Jeez That's why you need a toilet condom (laughs) Yeah, there you go Protect yourself and, uh, you know, maybe uh, prevents messes. I don't know. All right. So so potty <laughs> promiscuity. Idea. We're going to go through a couple examples here. Uh, personal examples. Well, I don't want to talk about I'm not willing to disclose. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but you've got your classic shower encounters. You've got your tub encounters. What's the tub encounter? You have sex in the bathtub. Whoa. Whoa, Aaron. Gosh, dirty. You have intercourse in the bathtub. What's intercourse? <laughs> it's a city in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Is it like a road? <laughs> it's a long straight road <laughs> that ends in it a tunnel. Up, yeah, I was about to. Dang. Uh, Saw coming. Oh! <laughs> inappropriate. No pun intended. I just don't know of any anybody who. Porta potties. Who does. Ew, dude. <laughs> that stuff happens though, right? It yeah, I mean yes. it has to happen. The big one, Aaron brought this up earlier. Props Blumpkin. to Aaron. Blumpkin. No, Steven. <laughs> You're nasty. The Mile High Club. Notorious potty promiscuity on an airplane. What's well, got its it's famous or it's infamous for that reason, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone come out of the bathroom together. I haven't either. Neither have I. But you hear about it. Hmm. You do hear about it frequently. That's also another thing that's in movies a lot. Movies and TV shows. Mm. See, they overglorify that. Mm. See, the only Mile High Club I'm in is taking a poop in the in the toilet. Nice. On the air. Nice. Ew. Good times. And we've been to Denver before, so that's a mile high. It's mile high. <laughs> Good so times. Pooping on a mountain, basically. Oh, office. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah like public uh like installs installs you see that in movies and stuff all the time convenience stores at gas stations Ew, what about like what about gas station bathroom yeah. gross oh that's Nasty. what the glory hole came from really yeah gross Ew. so gross this has really taken a turn yeah i guess we're not gonna talk but, too I mean, much i guess like the overall opinion like normal general shower and tub kind of stuff like you're at home you're clean you're in a private setting (laughs) everything's clean like that's it's it's a normal thing that's it's kind of spices things up yeah i think that also it can add like what you said spices things up it can add an element of like romance if you got some candles going Mm -hmm. or in the bathtub Mm -hmm. <laughs> Steve's like, like all a, right, like a toaster. <laughs> like Give some ideas. A toaster plugged into the wall. And, yep, and you're in the tub or a curling iron. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't know, but well, you can't. I, I think I, a shower would get too hot and steamy, though. Like I don't see how that could be like cold hot, water, comfortable. Hot and cold water, <laughs> Mr. McSteamy. <laughs> I, I well, I would not put candles in the bathroom while in the shower. But, that's more a but tub a bathtub. Thing. That's yeah, a tub yeah. thing. Yeah, and bubbles, right? Bubbles, bubbles. because we can't see each other naked. <laughs> <laughs> the two parties takes the fun away. From it. <laughs> Ooh, let me discover this. <laughs> uh, that's, that's where the manifest destiny came from. 
Yeah. So uh, what are your opinions on <laughs> potty promiscuity? How do you feel about I it? Think do you if think you're it's a if fun, you're home, adventurous part of a relationship? If you're at home and no one else is there, I think it is acceptable. And I think I agree with Aaron. I think it could add another level of uh, romance. If you do this by yourself, yes. no one else is home, mm-hmm. just you mm-hmm. in the bathtub. <laughs> Sometimes I light some candles with bubbles. <laughs> and a good book. Throw a little bath bomb in there. Really set the mood. So that, I think so. Now, when you get into the Mile High Club and you get... Well, that's some more that's not that bad, things. but it's, it's too cramped. I feel like you couldn't really do much. Yeah. And now they're going to crack down on that sort of thing. Definitely. They would definitely call you out. I just don't see how it would be romantic being mm, in a bathroom that hundreds of other it's people definitely, use. It's a check the box kind of thing for people. Just kind yeah. of say you did it. Yeah. Putt putt course. Excuse me. Putt putt course. What? Inside of like a, inside of like a one of the putt putt courses. Has nothing to do oh. with bathrooms. Steven. Yeah. This yeah. is toilet talk. Boo. I was just thinking of something weird. Uh, gas stations though. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. disgusting. But people do it. That's probably the Or at worst. bars. Like public restrooms. Oh, yeah, bar. I mean. Ew. Vomit. Someone's vomiting in the again, other bathroom. Ew. A lot of these things <laughs> are just like check the box. I feel like you go into a stall in a public rest, like a restaurant. You just go into a stall. I mean, you're not doing that. Again, it adds that level of excitement, you know, and... Uh, you know we're doing something bad kind of thing so maybe that adds to the experience i don't know never done it yeah that's it potty promiscuity i give it one and one quarter plungers up (laughs) (laughs) what about plunger down is that what is is that a different rating scale plunger down is a flooded toilet plunger down this week's verses is brought to you by charmin pick me up Charmin Pick Me Up is the new product from Charmin that we're debuting today on the podcast. That's right. Uh, if you were here, you would be able to see it. And uh, you would also see Vic's flannel. My beautiful flannel. But the, is that the brawny man? The Charmin Pick Me Up is a... Brawny man. Shoot. Is a bear-shaped... And that's a paper towel. Is a bear-shaped uh, <laughs> thing. Paper towel? No. Pick Me Up is a claw? Pick Me Up is a bear-shaped... Hand leverage device leg which helps you establish proper pooping position it picks your feet up so that your knees are above your hips (laughs) aligning your rectal cavity to dispense poo properly it also comes with a retractable bear butthole opener (laughs) yeah cheek spreader cheek spreader (laughs) come on be tasteful aaron (laughs) for those hard to reach places Today's versus is Chinese food versus Japanese food. That's a good one. Japanese food versus Chinese food. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say Japanese food before you take your pick. I would say Japanese food as well. Depends. Are you more of a, I think Chinese food is more sweet and sour. Tangy. It's really tangy. Tangy. Depends. Citrusy. I mean, I think they both have different appeals depending on the situation chinese food you know that's your quintessential takeout right there you know you're getting your chinese takeout maybe some egg rolls maybe some 
uh, chicken teriyaki kind of mm. stuff. Although I guess teriyaki is Japanese. Japanese. Mm. But, you know, that's what you think of. You think of Chinese takeout versus Japanese food. Steakhouse. Hibachi. Where I'm sitting at hibachi, steakhouse. You know, you sit down. Soy sauce. Get some delicious sushi, <laughs> as I like to call it. Bogo rolls. Dine-in only. Who makes the better rice? Japanese. Yeah, sticky rice all the way, man. Yes. A poke bowl, mm, that is like the best. Classic. Hawaiian fare, believe it or not, one of the few cuisines, but inspired by Pokemon. Japanese. Pokemon. Culture. Hawaii has a large Japanese population. I would love to be there for like two weeks and just eat. So what kind are of we all on board with Japan. Japanese food? I mean, Japanese style curry, one of my favorite dishes to make at home. Super easy. Delicious. Keeps well in the refrigerator for leftovers. Something about soy sauce on shrimp makes me just, like, melt. Does it make you melt like Aaron makes your heart melt? Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa. (laughs) Ooh, that's a compliment. You must really love shrimp and soy sauce. Sometimes I put shrimp on her body (laughs) and eat it off. (laughs) Do you douse me in soy sauce, too? (laughs) Just in your Fill the tub. (laughs) Fill the tub with soy (laughs) sauce. (laughs) I mean, like, the thing with Chinese food is that they just douse everything with, with it's like soaked MSG, in sauce. soy sauce. It's, it's super sweet. Usually it's super sweet. Sesame. I like the sesame, though. A little sesame seed action. Throw a little bit on there. I like General So's when it's actually spicy. Mm. Yeah. A lot of times it's just sweet. It's just too sweet. It's mm-hmm. thick, syrupy tasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the issue with Chinese food. If you, if you can make it right. So overall, we're saying all three of us. Japanese food wins mm-hmm. the day. Yep. But if we're in a rush, you know, obviously the situation Ooh, arises where the you pork just on the stick though. Pork on the stick. You know, what is it called? It's Chinese food. I don't know. It's don't not know. pork tenderloin, is it? No. no. It's pork, cat pork on a stick. <laughs> cat, dog. It's cat dog. No, that's Korea, bro. I do think that Japanese food is lighter fare and like healthier. Um, mm. If I'm feeling like a really good cheat meal, though, mm. I will go for Chinese food because it's mm. like, oh, it's just deep fried and then it's got all the sauce on it and it's, mm, it's really good. All that sauce. Mm. Yeah. You get lost in the sauce, don't you, Aaron? I do. I just bathe in it. Ugh. This episode, <laughs> man. What Let me know when you put it in your belly button. Gross. You're disgusting. <laughs> so now that that's all been determined, what's your favorite? Chinese or Japanese? Vote in the comments for this episode. <laughs> Let's move on to whiskey. Yeah. We talked about delicious treats in Chinese and Japanese cuisine. We're moving to Canada. But you got to wash that down with Canada's finest. Crown Royale Fine Delu. Are you trying <laughs> to speak French currently? I don't know. A little blend of American Canadian. American Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Blended Canadian whiskey. So the Crown Royal Distilling Company, known for making one thing and one thing only. Crown Royal. Crown Royal. And it tastes generic. It's not not, uh, strong. 40% uh, ABV. Doesn't have the bourbon y kind of. It doesn't, man. I don't know why it's called. They should come up with a new word because, you know. 
We talked about this before. Whiskey is supposed to be in Tennessee. Whiskey yeah. whiskey's just whiskey. Bourbon is the only no. one that's classified Kentucky. as being associated with the state, and it is Kentucky. Yeah, well, I guess Tennessee whiskey is its own thing. But yeah, true. Anyways, uh, it doesn't taste like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It just tastes like, um, I don't know. I had a lot of ice in mine, and it melted pretty quick, so it tastes like water. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to give it a little greedy grade... Ah, man, I'd go very, very average out of five. I know 2.5 would be in the middle. I'm going to go a little bit lower. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Actually, you know what? I'll just give it a 2.5. All it's, right. It's just bare minimum, gets you by, doesn't add anything to it, Yeah. to the experience. What, I'll feel you? what I, do you think? I'll give it a 2.5 as well. Oh. I think you're right. It's right, it's right in the middle ground. I think quality in taste you know it was pretty solid good blended as well with other beverages ginger ale coke yeah that might you work know, whatever mixed drink it's not and it's not going to be powerful either like and you being that it is a it. little not that it's expensive or super high quality or anything like that but it is well known and well branded uh and so you know you're not going to get if you're drinking crown royal all night you're not going to get the hangover associated with having a well drink all night so it's uh not too shabby 2.5 aaron 2.8 i changed it 2.8 to, <laughs> to, to break the tie wait are you really changing it to yeah 2.8 okay aaron what do you think um i would say three um, whoa you think it's better than aaron had it neat i did have it neat. neat well that initial impression when you were just like whoa well i mean it's a st- whiskey strong so I mean, it, like, burned, but it was good. Okay. Fair. And I ain't no wussy <laughs> drinking just water with a little bit of bourbon. No, I had a lot of bourbon. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, whiskey. Or whiskey. 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 So you would recommend it? I think it was average. It I was think a three. I think a three is a recommendation. No, I don't. Really? I don't think it's, it's above like, average. man, this is like... Or it's above the middle of the mile it's gonna be like a 2.75 average pretty solid oh f- between the three of us yeah mm-hmm. okay that's what it deserves so Aaron says meh go for yeah. it Vic says go for it but it's not anything to write home about I say uh, if it's on the shelf drink it if it's not don't go get it yeah they're having a special special ratings this week cool well that's, that's the it. episode guys we've recapped everything uh, Crown Royal okay Give it a try if you want. You know, it's not terribly expensive. Uh, potty promiscuity, you know, explore your inner desires. You know, it's not crazy. Don't be too outlandish. You know, a lot of people, it's just kind of a check the box kind of thing to be outrageous. Some people, it actually adds a little spice, a little shot of life, you might say, to their love life. Uh, pretty wild. So uh, don't tell anybody that stuff, but, you know, feel free to enjoy whatever you decide to enjoy and also back to cheating don't do it it's bad uh especially if there are you know children involved or you know you're just generally out there in the ether just kind of spreading your seed around as opposed to being in that committed relationship that you committed to from the start but always remember, though, 
Don't let that define you as a person. If it's something that you've done in your life, it's get back on the horse. Experience. It's a learning experience, and so, you can become a better person after it. Yeah. I hope everyone's taken away something exciting from this episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys supporting the podcast, giving it a listen in any way that you do. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes so you can stay up to date with all of our latest content. If you feel so inclined, while you're there, give us a rating, give us a review. really helps to drive our exposure. Don't forget to check out our website, myshotoflife.com, and to give us a follow on social media, at myshotoflife on both Twitter and Instagram. In addition to iTunes, please check out our SoundCloud and Stitcher, where we will be posting our episodes each and every week. Feel free to reach out to us through our various outlets with comments and suggestions on future episode topics, as well as different drinks to try and to rate. Well, we're signing off on today's episode. This is Steven, Victor, and Aaron. We would like for you all to drink responsibly, and always remember, drinks are better with friends. Yay.